passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck Podcast, presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute. Yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. Give me the All right, here we go. Welcome in. This is episode three of the Give Me the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Midweek, Hogs in South Carolina coming up on Saturday. And we're going to have an interesting conversation today, I promise you. We're going to talk to Razorback great, former All-Pro Ken Hamlin. We're going to get his thoughts on the Razorback secondary, what he saw in the game with Cincinnati on Saturday, and what he thinks we might see in the ballgame Saturday with South Carolina. Uh, Hogs 1-0, and and South Carolina's 1-0-2, and they have designs on developing a good passing attack. So we'll talk about that with Ken coming up in just a little bit. The new AP Top 25 is out. Uh, we'll check that in just a second. But I want to remind you as we get underway that we, as always, are brought to you by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. You've heard me talk a lot about the need for a true pro, professionalism, when it comes time to a real estate, when it comes time to make a real estate transaction, whether you're a buyer or a seller, you want a pro on your side of the table. I know everybody knows somebody in real estate. I mean, I'm just aware that I got people in my family like that. They've got a job and then they, you know, they peddle a little real estate on the side. Nothing wrong with that. But I'm going to tell you when it comes time to buy or sell your home, when it came time to buy or sell my home, I wanted a true professional there. I wanted somebody that did it every day, that understood all the ins and outs, that understood exactly how to get me from contract to close. I wanted somebody who was a true real estate professional. And that's what you're going to find at Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Now, they've got locations in northwest Arkansas and Fayetteville, Springdale, and Bentonville. And you're going to find the service that I'm telling you about. You can log on to WeikertGriffin.com. True pros in the real estate game. I can tell you from firsthand experience, you're going to be more than satisfied with the way they handle your transactions. All right, the new AP Top 25 is out. Eight. SEC teams are ranked in the top 25, actually in the top 24. So that means you've got over half the league ranked and one-third of the top 24 teams in America from the Southeastern Conference. Alabama's number one, Georgia's two. Texas A&M's number six. Florida jumps in the poll at number 12. That's the only thing that kind of gets me a little bit. I don't like Florida being ranked ahead of the Razorbacks 
after Florida was unranked a week ago. Utah is not all that. The Pac-12 is not all that. Not diminishing Florida's win in any way, shape, or form. Great win. Dramatic win. But uh, I'm not sure you go from being unranked to being ranked 12th. But, um, you know, they're going to play Kentucky this week, and some things are going to be settled. Hogs move up to number 16. I thought they'd be 16 or 15, maybe. No real surprise there. Kentucky's number 20. Again, they play Florida this weekend. Ole Miss won Saturday over Troy. Not real impressively, but they're number 22 this week. Tennessee's number 24. BYU, by the way, a team the Hogs play in October won over the weekend, and they come in ranked at number 21. You know, I expected this to be an SEC-dominated poll. I think we're going to continue to see that as we move through the season. Here's the deal. You keep winning ballgames. When you play in this league, if you keep winning ballgames, there's going to be a good chance you've beaten a ranked team, and that's going to give you an opportunity to move up. Um, again, I thought Arkansas might get a little bit bigger boost after beating a ranked team on Saturday, but um, they're going to have plenty of opportunities to show what they've got as we move through the next few weeks. You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by White Curd Realtors, the Griffin Company. All right, let's get into the meat of the matter as we continue on the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast. Arkansas's defense against South Carolina's offense on Saturday. They struggled in the offensive line, but we know what Spencer Rattler is able to do as a passer. And we are delighted to welcome one of the Razorback greats, to our podcast today. He was an All-American at Arkansas. He was an All-Pro with the Dallas Cowboys. He is an entrepreneur uh, post-football, and we are pleased to welcome the great Ken Hamlin onto the program today. Ken, first off, thanks for being with us, and how are you today? I'm doing fine. I appreciate you having me on. All right. Let's talk for a little bit about what we saw Saturday. Um, you yeah. have a perspective that, you know, the rest of us simply don't have. One of the things people talked about when the game was over was receivers running free. Um, yeah. Give us an idea about what you saw and maybe what your assessment of the secondary was this past weekend. Well, I, I look at it multiple ways. Um, th- there definitely was a lot of times when um, receivers were either stacked or, or running free um, behind and past our DBs um, on Saturday, which, which definitely becomes concerning. You, you look at some of the defenses that we were running, and we were bringing pressure um, a few times to where we're bringing pressure, especially when you're bringing pressure from that side, if I'm that cornerback, um, to to go man-to-man press. It's kind of, I mean, unless you are you are a top corner and you know you can handle whatever the routes you're going to get, which you know when you bring pressure, a lot of times you're going to get quick, quick routes. So if you're press man, the one quick route that you're going to get is a go route because you got one high receiver, you know, you know, you know, you're basically one-on-one initially um, with that receiver. So, and a lot of times that, that safety might not be able to help you over the top. So it just was a couple of times where I felt like it wasn't the smartest or, or the best play for some of our corners to go when you, especially when you know, you're getting pressure um, to, to go press man, when you could play off and read the quarterback a lot easier be able to jump on the ball and uh, and not have your back to the ball, not knowing what's going on, and then getting stacked with those um, those receivers getting stacked on top of you so easily. Um, a lot of times you saw it, you saw it, whether it be Hudson, uh, Hudson Clark, 
Um, he he got stacked a couple of times. Um, McLaughlin, McLaughlin, um, Dwight McLaughlin. I mean, and, and for a guy to be a, a six-two corner, and, and you you got to if you're not fast enough, you got you're long enough to where you can make sure to get your hands on this guy and, and fight him a little bit more. Um, I know Celestia got hurt um, and, and got banged up a little bit, so we. We had some things going on, and the secondary definitely wasn't uh, the strong point of. And, and you don't want to go into a game, uh, uh, you know, like we're going to be going into in the SEC, and then and show those type of signs um, in your secondary because, of course, that gets a quarterback and gets an offensive coordinator sort of excited for the opportunity to be able to, to be able to throw the ball. So um, there's definitely some things to tighten up. Um, the guys got to do better. I know, I know, uh, McLaughlin. He he got a, a pick early. But I think the next two pass routes that went his way, um, he was beat, beat deep. And um, and, and you you got to be consistent. <laughs> you can't can't make a play like that and then come back. And then if, if you had a better quarterback with, with a better touch, being able to get beat over the top, um, they definitely would have had two opportunities to score right there. It was a first ball game. And I know that sometimes I say I know I'm going to ask you about this. <laughs> it, it seems as though a lot of times in the opener, um, you know, you're trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. Can you play man? Can you play press man? Can you do those things you were talking about doing? Um, do you think maybe there was some of that? And as a result of what they saw, you might see them uh, maybe not go to that quite as much this week. Well, I think that you have plenty of time in the offseason to, uh, to test a lot of those <laughs> theories uh, instead of using a game. But I, I do think that um, because you, you, you start mixing people around. I mean, injuries happen all the time. So you have to figure certain things out. There is a time and a place to, to sort of see what works, um, what schemes work against certain offenses and, and against certain sets. Um, but I think that with what you have and what you've seen in the offseason, you have to know what type of players you have going into that game. And, and then, of course, if you are using that first game as a, as sort of, a, you know, a filler, to see where you're at. Now you know, um, you know, with the guys that you have, whether they're quick or they're fast. Um, you know, if they're quick, you know, then there's certain things you can do initially to, to and they can sort of re recover. If they're fast, I mean, we had guys when I played that were straight, you know, Olympic track speed. So you could play man press a lot because you knew that these guys, even if they were initially beat, um, they could get and recover. Um, you had Ahmad Carroll, you had Eddie Jackson, we had, we had like Lawrence Richardson, we had guys that were, you know, like track speed fast and, and could recover. Um, so with a lot of the longer guys that we have, you know, in our secondary, I mean, you can play it a certain way. And, and of course, like I said, if you're using that time to sort of test it out, then hopefully you know what you have now to where you can, you can play it a little bit, a little bit tighter. Um, and, and know that, you know, it's not a bad thing to play off and sort of reading the quarterback. If your guys can do that well and reading that three step and being able to come out of that and knowing what you're going to get. And especially with the corners and safeties, knowing what you're going to get in pressure situations. When you got a quarter, when you got a quarterback that's under pressure, he has certain reads that he has to go to. You have to know where those reads are and you have to play on the ball and, and make a play on the ball. How much effect does the pass rush have on all the things that you're talking about in the secondary? And I ask that because 
you know, South Carolina, when you watch their game with Georgia State, I mean, they struggle. They, they've struggled on the offensive line for a couple of years now. How much of what goes on up there affects the things you were just talking about on the back end? Oh, it's definitely big. And I think that is one reason, and it, it, it could be a big play throughout the season. If we don't get – if we can't get pressure with our front four um, and we have to constantly add pressure with our linebacker core, with our secondary bringing pressure – then, then that's going to be a key sign on what isn't happening with our front four. And I, th- I think that we got to make sure we find guys that can get to the quarterback without having to add, you know, uh, pressure from the linebackers where they can fit in those gaps sometimes and we can just get pressure with our, our front four. That's what we saw in this first game is that um, even when we did bring pressure sometimes, it didn't get home. Um, and, and that's not always good. So, you, and so you're putting a lot more pressure on your back end um, because we love in the secondary, we love when we can get pressure, especially with our front floor, um, it, because it closes a lot of gaps when you have linebackers sitting in those holes and you can you can play it with leverage, knowing that you have help on the other side. When you don't have any help and you're adding pressure and you're not getting home, it definitely makes it a, a lot, a, a lot harder of a day, a lot, a lot harder job on the back end to cover and to stay in cover uh, when you know that you're not getting home. You know, we don't know yet if Catalan's going to play. Don't know yet if Slusher's going to play. That spot where Catalan is, that's, I mean, you know it as well as anyone. Talk about that spot, if you would, and, and whether it's him or whether it's somebody else. When you, when you face a quarterback like Rattler, um, what are some of the things that you've got to key in on there? Well, I think he's a, he's a guy that definitely likes to take chances and likes to get the ball down the field. Um, he will try to fit it in some of those small windows. Which, which with a guy like Catalan being able to play on the ball, um, you have to have a guy that can, that can go sideline to sideline. Um, th- this guy, he's going to throw the ball up. I mean, the ball is going to be – it's the opportunity to make plays on the ball is there. You, I mean, you saw it, whether it was at Oklahoma or, or – and you're going to see it still here. But that's I think believe that's the reason why they brought him over is because of the type of guy he is. I remember seeing him in high school and how he, how he threw the ball around um, the, he is a guy that loves the big play. Um, and to, to not have a guy like Catalan, I mean, of course, this game is always about the next guy up and the next guy being ready to play. And uh, whoever that guy is with him out, with Slusher possibly being out, um, they have to come in ready to go. And I think it's, it, it's, it's, going to, it's going to really play well on, okay, well, let's see, are we going to play conservative because of who's in that position? Or are going to be do the same type of things that we would normally do if Catalan was in that spot? And that's going to that's going to be uh, really telling on what type of preparation whoever that guy is um, has been has been doing uh, with the possibility of him playing and being in the lineup. I'm curious when you watch a football game, you know the rest of us watch the ball. What do you watch? <laughs> oh, it, it it becomes frustrating sometimes because I, I you know. Uh, it's not a watching a game just for the enjoyment of the game. I, I'm watching for those, the, those sort of mistakes or, or, you know, did this happen? Did this happen? What happened in this rotation? Or, you know, is, is the guy playing it the right way? And and you can sort of tell, and we're, even Saturday, I mean, we're sitting up there and me, George Wilson, uh, you know, Jimmy Beasley, Eddie Jackson, we're all sitting up there and we're discussing we're not discussing, oh, he made a great play. We're discussing, well, he didn't rotate or this guy came around. Oh, he got stacked on top. We're talking all this defensive and offensive stuff and, and, and really discussing it in a, in a way if, if we were in the game or we were still playing instead of as a fan. So it's, uh, 
it's definitely, I mean, we look at it differently. It's still an enjoyment because I still enjoy the game. But um, I look at, I'm looking at it and, and we're looking at it and trying to see where, what could have been done differently or what could have, what could have been done better or, or what was done good to, to make that play happen. What's it like 20 years after the fact, <clears throat> or getting close to that, I guess, um, what's it like to watch a game with, you know, the guys you were brothers with, still brothers with? Uh, what's, what's that feeling like for you now? Oh, it is. I mean, we are we are definitely into the 20 years, um, <laughs> especially since I since I arrived on campus. So, yeah, to, to get back and, um, you know, see some of the guys that I haven't seen in, in, in that amount of time um, and, and to, you know, just sit there and sort of reminisce. I mean, even when we were on the field doing pregame and just like talking to Tony Bull and like the jitters like he's getting because I knew what type of guy. I mean, you know, everyone knows what type of guy Tony Bull was. I mean, he was a high power, high energy, fly around, make plays. Um, so um, just to sort of just have those conversations with him sit back and be talking about football and what, you know, what we would have did or how it was going on. I mean, it's always enjoyable. And, and I, I definitely enjoy getting back and, uh, and seeing the guys. I mean, it's, it's uh, in a time now where, you know, you see, you see so many people, you know, you know, losing their lives over whether it's, you know, COVID situations or other things. Um, I've had a couple of teammates that, that have lost their lives, you know, definitely prematurely and definitely too young. Um, so to get back and be able to sort of, you know, Reconnect with these guys is definitely special. Do you guys talk about how easy the players have it now as compared to when you guys were playing? Oh, Chuck, it's 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 uh, <laughs> it's a common it's a common and a reoccurring conversation. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, to think about you know the opportunities that that are right there in front of these guys now. I mean, and I know that you know over time. I mean, we worked. And, and some of our work sort of sort of helped open the door for some of these things. And that's what we were doing it for. So it's it's a it's a blessing to see. It's definitely, a, you know, you want them to take it, take full advantage of it, not just take advantage of it in the wrong way, but take full advantage of the opportunities that they have and, and just everything that's right there for them to have. I mean, you think about the NIL and all these different things now, um, the guys not having to search out where they're going to eat, uh, you know, those type of things. I mean, you, you got to understand there's a lot of different things that that um, they are they have right there on their table that uh, we possibly didn't have when we played. So it's definitely it's definitely uh, encouraging to see, uh, you know, I, I got I got young kids right now, whatever. So uh, I understand that by the time they get to college, it's going to be even better than what it was than what it is now. So um you know, it's definitely a a a, a, a shining uh, a bright light that shined on uh, the the university and just college experience in general. I mentioned at the outset of our conversation that there is life after football for you. You're an entrepreneur now. Tell us how life is for you after football. Obviously, you're still a young man. So, what does the future <laughs> hold now for Ken Hamlin? Well, um. I mean, it's definitely moving forward and moving past uh, just uh, the playing experience of playing football and uh, doing all that. So I, I still stay intact with with Arkansas football and Arkansas in general. Um, I have uh, launched my own cigar uh, industry, uh, brand and, and uh, company. So I have that going on over the last couple of years. Uh, me and Eddie Jackson have. Um, some some things going on business-wise as well. So, I mean, it's a lot of different things that um, I, I have sort of branched off and uh, has kept me busy. Like I mentioned, I got two little 
two little ones too, two little kids too. So they keep me busy. And my son is, is big into baseball right now. So that's uh, a whole nother, uh, you know, avenue of getting him going and focused. So, I mean, just, uh, you know, family and business, it's, uh, it's definitely keeping me busy and keeping me, he's keeping me young. Um, he's already told me that he can, he can outrun me. So, uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta, he's only, he's only seven. So, I mean, I already gotta, <laughs> I gotta stay on my P's and Q's with him. Um, but, uh, yeah, but, but for people that actually really know me, like baseball was like my first love and one of my best sports. So, um, for him to like organically just fall into that, um, it's sort of a, a blessing in disguise. I get to get back and sort of, you know, get back into that, that, that form and, and start to play with him and, and throw the ball with him a little bit too. So that's, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely, uh, everything is sort of just feeling its way out. Um, and on the business side of things, it's just enjoyable. I get to enjoy what I do and, um, and get to share with others, you know, the, the, the experience of enjoying a good stogie. Well, man, you brought us a lot of enjoyment over the years. Um, people still ask about you, still follow you. Took so much pride when you went to the Pro Bowl. And, uh, boy, you're sure nice to join us today, and we appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on, man. It's always good to see you. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in Pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $150,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks bet on up to five player prop over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league including nfl nba mlb pga mma and nascar sign up now with promo code htl at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make. Make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe Fifty to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Believe B L E A V fifty. That's Believe B L E A V five zero. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by White Curd Realtors, the Griffin Company. 
I really enjoyed that. The opportunity to visit with Ken Hamlin on the podcast today. Ken was a great player. I'll tell you what I like more than anything, though, is listening to him talk about watching the games with his old teammates. Because, you know, all those guys now, I mean, they're all in their early 40s, and they, uh, they watch the game a little bit differently than the rest of us do, and I enjoyed hearing that. I, I don't care what you do. You know, I don't care what your profession is. You're always going to hear the old guys talk about how the young guys have it a lot easier than they did. Whether it's your family, whether it's your job, whether I mean, it's anything. Everything's like that. The old guys always think the new guys have it easy, and um, I enjoyed hearing that. Hey, one thing about South Carolina, this is one thing to think about. We're going to talk about this a little bit more on Friday when we, uh, when you, when we bring you our uh, game day edition. They blocked two punts against Georgia State, brought them both back for touchdowns. They had two field goals of 50 yards or more. They ran a fake field goal, and they got a first down with it. You know, Shane Beamer's their head coach, and his dad, Frank, made a living at Virginia Tech with great special teams play over the years. So that runs in their blood, and uh, South Carolina, you know, they can thank their special teams uh, for their win over Georgia State. They won 35-14. to Spencer Rattler was just so-so, 23 of 37, 226 yards. I'm no math major, but that's not 10 yards of completion. Two touch, or pardon me, two interceptions and a touchdown. South Carolina only rushed for 79 yards. Their offensive line is suspect. And uh, Rattler was running for his life. He had to make a lot of throws on the run. It's one thing to watch on Saturday. He's pretty good at throwing on the run. And um, he'll probably have a chance to do that a good bit on Saturday. All right, coming up on Friday, we're going to have our – I call it the game day edition, even though it's a day before game day when it first drops. But I know a lot of people are going to download it and listen to it on Saturday. So uh, we're going to call it a game day edition, and we're looking forward to that on Friday. I want to remind you to please subscribe to the Hit That Line podcast network on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's very easy. Just like and subscribe. To hit that line, you're going to find this podcast, plus a lot of other ones as well. Morning Rush podcast, Halftime podcast, Ruskin and Zach. Got Hog Reaction coming up after the game on Saturday. You can listen to that in podcast form. So there's a lot of things out there. And every day, don't miss the Morning Rush, Halftime, and Ruskin and Zach on ESPN Arkansas. Game Day Edition Friday. Hope you'll make plans to be with us then. We'll talk to you then on the Gimme the Hawks Chuck podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.